0: RLC founder Dave Evans spends time with partners, clients, and friends in the USA talking about all things business. If you are an inspiring business owner, an entrepreneur, a CEO, or a coach who wants real advice about what to do in business today and wants to hear frank conversations, then this is the show for you. Real-life consultivations, challenges, and ideas from all around the world. We hope you enjoy this episode of Consultivation. We are live at the latest episode of Consultivation. Last week, I flew solo with Sammy Copley from Spa Blue, one of our legacy team in the US. This week, staying in the creative space at spas and salons last week, um, this week we're speaking to Michelle Lamb from Nova Botanics in Dunkell, Scotland, local to us, not miles away like the last, last two episodes with people from all over the planet. And also back with us today is Kevin Turnbull. Kevin Turnbull, it's good to have you back, my friend.
1: It's great to be here, Dave. Sorry I missed last week. I was doing something really important, and I can't remember what that
0: was. But it was so important, Kev. We did mention it in the show that you well, were you really go. doing something really serious. Now, uh, we, we have uh, with us uh, Michelle uh, Lamb. So, Michelle, tell me, um, what what is it you actually do?
2: Oh, now you going to make me explain myself. Um, yeah. So, what don't I do creatively? At the minute, we're uh, do sort of traditional, uh, less traditional forestry in the events business. We've launched a concept store in Dunkeld, which sits with our aesthetic in terms of homewares and the retail element that kind of extends from our events business. And on top of that, I also do photography. So, um, ultimately, we're kind of a, a creative business that focuses on all things creative.
0: I, and I, w- I would like to concur, Kevin, that she's definitely created. Um, Debbie and Michelle commissioned uh, something, I don't know what you even call it, in our dining room. What is it?
2: It's a flower cloud. I suppose a, an installation made by dried flowers. Um, it's and and like a flower sculpture, if we could call it that.
0: <laughs> so, so how long have you been in business, Michelle?
2: So with Nova, realistically, we've only been this stuff fourth month in terms of us being launched as a store. So four months. Why? Why? Why do we, why only four months? Well, I mean, I think it's kind of looking back. I mean, I've been in the photography wedding industry business for the last uh, six years. Um, And then the same reason why you think I'm mad is what actually propelled the launch of Nova. So COVID ultimately was the foundation to stepping into NOVA and taking the leap um, because the photography, the side of my business um, and the bulk of what I was doing was came to a complete standstill. Um, so pretty much rock bottom kind of propelled innovation and kind yep. of stepping into um, into the Dunkeld space. I don't think we would have launched Nova if we didn't have the right space come up. I think that was a really big fundamental part of as moving forward on the project. Um, and Dunkeld was this unique, creative little hub that I fell in love with that just suited our, suited our business perfectly um, and competitively in a creative side of things. You know, in Scotland, in our industry, there's a huge amount of talent. The wedding industry, we are looking at probably around about 58% of weddings now happening in Scotland. It's a real destination for the less traditional big white wedding. So creatively, um, around this area in Perthshire with your elopement market and things like that, there wasn't really a business that sat at this end. Um, Glasgow, Edinburgh, you know, really quite full to the point of talent. So it was an opportunity and it actually happened quite organically through finding Dunkeld and really kind of being inspired by it, through meeting people within my industry, within the wedding industry, through photographing couples that lived in Dunkeld, becoming friends with them, and getting to know folk in Dunkeld, um, and I just thought there was a little bit of a gap for what we were doing. Um,
0: Kevin, Kevin, what's what's your experience of Dunkeld?
1: No, it was a long while ago uh, because I was there as a child. Uh, and I, and, you know, as part of the trossacks and all of that, so it was. I think we are on holiday there in a in a large caravan, and I thought it was like a magical place.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? I, just, I really <laughs> did.
2: This hidden gem. There's something that you fall in love with when you come to. The yeah, family. yeah. Um, it's
0: quite, it's quite, it's, it's quite funny because growing up, I was always coming up and down the A9 from Elgin, and you'd pass Dunkeld, you know, like you pass all these towns the further south you go and you dismiss them, like what's the one that's just down the road beginning with Black something but you, uh, which is now near us, you'd be going past it going, oh it doesn't matter who cares about that and and, and actually I, I had friends at school who went on holiday to Dunkeld, and I never, driving past on the A9, you, you kind of think to yourself, why? But living here now I totally understand it it's a special little town, isn't
2: it? Yeah, I think it's a town as well in the last sort of 12 to, I suppose in the last sort of 12 months has, there's a lot of newness to it. So you've got the traditional element and the attraction of the surrounding, and just the place and the location. But there's been a little bit more of a, I don't know, I think COVID was a really scary time for all of us in the industry, in, in any industry you were at. Um, but it actually had a, probably a positive effect on Dunk Health. We've got a lot of new business, and a lot of like-minded creatives, whether you're in a non-creative field, there's a, there's definitely a point of uniqueness here in terms of people trying to do things a little differently, pushing the boundaries, reinvesting, um, and not standing still or not taking things lying down. And I think that's really why Nova works here, and why it's, you know I mean, we're still we're still babies. You know, four months in, uh, we've hit the ground running, but. I think location-wise, this wouldn't have been as successful so far if it was anywhere else.
0: And how, how have you found going from, uh, you know, changing direction from your photography side and opening, you know, what is a retail store? Uh, in a world of retail, if you read the tabloids in Britain, Michelle, Kevin, uh, anywhere in the world, uh, they are, the internet is taken over, the retail is is dying as a space um there are lots of great business owners doing their best to survive on the on the high street um what was the what was the what was the driving you uh, to, to bring this store to life
2: oh I feel like it's a bit of a loaded question i think it's it's very much about past leading into now i think my experience since i've to the uk which is now 21 years ago You know, I've got a real, I suppose, before up until eight years ago, before I relocated up to Scotland, I was um, quite well rehearsed in in sort of the retail world and corporate world. So at that that time, if you'd said to me, I'd be doing creative eight years down the line, I would have laughed at you. (laughs) So it's just been a really organic way where I'm a self taught photographer, fell in love with it, and then ran with it. Um, And I kind of feel it's retaining with the difference. There's, you know, it's uniqueness. It's a bit more of a lifestyle brand. The addition of the store was pretty much the foundation on an advert for everything else. We're a visual business. So for us, if you can see it, you can really identify with it. If it's tactile, you can really, um, you can see it, you can envision what it's going to look like from an event's point of view. Um, The store in terms of the retail element that we put in was, the space we had we couldn't justify that just for a floristry business so it was about taking the floristry elements a little step further and we style for weddings and events so why wouldn't we be selling that product to a more niche market um and then the avenues which we would do that within kind of work cohesively together um that's the idea so if we look at our first month of launching with no advertising we booked five couples off the back of them just visiting our store and that's because it looked and felt like they could see and be like we want what you're going to do they could feel the point of difference that we did we could then openly talk about our services in an environment they were standing in so it was it wasn't very much about i think it's that link in relationship between the retail element but then also really kind of the services that we offer um, and the styling and the creative elements of what we offer I'm really well rehearsed and I can, you know, I can definitely know what I'm talking about creatively but it's really hard for somebody who's not in that industry or doesn't live and breathe it to really understand it. If you've got a visual point of view that people understand and feel more comfortable in, they can imagine it and they get it. So I think it's very much, the store is very much an advert for what we do um, and a space where people, you know, I think it's the values and fundamentals of our business that drive it you know so we've we've really thought about the core values of create play um, and we host workshops out of here so we've really utilized the space not just for a retailing point of view we're trying to do things really differently um, and not restrict ourselves in terms of how we use our space um, and, what yeah. we're and I think that's probably you know the, the thought process behind retailing <laughs> but retailing with a bit more of a a theater vibe to it if that makes sense to what i'm trying to say you know we're constantly creating in it people can see you create it they're interested in it they come in so you've got a, a different theater and feel to what you're driving as a product um which all feeds what, cool.
0: what 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 i like is is i like and kevin i've seen this with my own eyes is that i've seen people come into your store and they they're for whatever reason, they have come to Denkel for the day and they, they stroll into the store. They see something they've been looking for, haven't been able to get it from other places. And there and then they either order it or you send it to them. And, and you, you seem to have no limits to your reach, whether it's like you said, the events, the, the, the the floristry features, but with multiple ways of doing, you know, the, the botanics that you do. But I have to say, um, you, you also take care of people, I think, uh, particularly well. Kev, what do you think
1: of all of this? Well, I, I, I take a bit of exception to your first headline, Dave, and that was starting a business um, in the last year. Are you mad? I'm not sure that's just a bit too black and white. Um, and, you know, there has been a pandemic. There has been lockdowns. Um, consumer um, behaviour has definitely changed. You might not want to have been in entertainment and travel and tourism too much. Um, but there's plenty of businesses that have thrived. And I think um, uh, Michelle, because you're coming at the end of the of the pandemic, let's just say, and certainly the propensity for lockdown is moving away. I think there's a pent-up demand for creativity because people want to, you know, have something expressed to them. Um, there's a pent-up demand for health and wellness. There's definitely a pent-up demand for events like weddings. Um, we had two in our village just on Saturday, as we you know, as people are frantically trying to make up for lost time. So I think, like all things, it's about timing and about being bold with your decision making. Um, I've got a client who's in the kind of, um, he's in the gym and wellness space, and he does um, at home gyms, so more weight-oriented than anything. His turnover in the pandemic went up from 4 million to 16. Um, now, it's, it's going to go down again, but it's not going to go back down to 4. They'll probably have a running rate of about 12. So he's over. He's doubled his business um, because people will buy things that we want to buy, even if you have to go through a different channel. So that's so what I'd say. That's what I'd say, Mr. Evans.
2: I think we're at... Uh, we're, uh... We're, we're a business that not necessarily people it's, we, don't, we don't operate in the arena of need. So people don't need what we have. When they see it, they would ideally like it. but I think it's knowing your audience and I think going that extra mile, the more personal service, you know a bit, the market's changing so much in terms of retailers, big retailers, you know shop local, shop small. there's a real support for it at the minute. So, I think people are craving more of a personal experience and something that is a little left field of what they've seen. Uh, You know, it's just about pushing the boundaries, you know, creatively and through the traditional reams of what we do. But having, I think, being a bit more bold and not standing still. And I think going that extra mile, I think for us is, you know, is such a big part of what we do. It doesn't work without that. I think we're a premium we probably sit probably more premium in in terms of our price point for what we offer versus a more commercial florist or um, a more traditional florist. But ultimately our reach in terms of creativity is a little bit more experimental. So that kind of has that sort of feel to it. And I think the response to that has been really positive, but I think it's also because they've stumbled along something that they didn't expect to. Um, And then, Really, I suppose, our job and role is to give them a visual and talk to them about why they need it (laughs) or why they'd want it, but give them ideas of things they can do differently. And I think that's a huge position within Nova. It's that, you know, we can create. I think within our industry, typically people have only really wanted to kind of do something for an event or for a wedding, but how do we translate that into everyday lives is something that we are really focused on. Um, So whether it be an installation in Dave and Debbie's house, we've done it. (laughs) Um, But it's kind of exploring those different creative options. And I think it is really very much about, I suppose the core of all of it is being super passionate about what you do. People buy into that. um, And ultimately, you know, that's... I mean that is pretty much um the foundation of my business is i love what i do i don't i'm not someone who does creative things i live my life really creative so i think that's just staying true to to what i mean that's the core of nova and i think that's what we've we've launched so when nova when i got the keys we opened five weeks later it really just spilled out of me it was like right go and five weeks later, the doors are open. And I think we're, we're still figuring out a lot of the path of that we're gonna take and what's working, what isn't working. But the response to all of it is, has been overall really positive.
1: You know, there's an example of what you talk talking about, Michelle, right in front of the three of us now. Um, because if you look at your Zoom backdrop, um, <laughs> you've got a nice natural outdoor look. Um, Michelle, you've got something that is actually quite beautiful. I've got a wonky curtain. I want what Michelle's got. I don't need it. I just want it.
0: It's a great, it's a great, it's a great example, Gav. And, and, and it entirely is about having that choice and bringing those ideas. Uh, in, I, I really like that, bringing the ideas that are created, not just for one-off events, but in everyday life. So how do you keep yourself going uh, on tough days, Michelle? How do you, how do you get through that?
2: Ooh. oh that's a load of question I don't want to get emotional yet <laughs> um do you know what I think oh, it is come
1: on you can do it
2: um I think if you're just constantly aware of why you're doing it revisiting the why um, you know I think it's always a bigger picture I think I also remind myself daily that you know, this is, you know, when you, everybody gets tired, everybody gets overwhelmed, everybody gets, oh my God, the million things throwing at you. Our industry, we've got three weddings this week, we've got uh, installations tonight, we're running a store, we're running a team. There's a huge amount on, we're, it's me at the minute and a really small team. Um, I think conversation keeps me going. Um, really celebrating the small ones every day, being really aware of them, even when you're tired. I think it's just about You can get so focused on what you still have to achieve that you forget what you have achieved so far. And I think it's really important to remind yourself, even when people around you might be wanting a million things from you, that you're one person and that ultimately, you know, the small successes, you will get there if you remain focused. So I think I'm naturally quite (laughs) self-motivated, quite stubborn in my determination. Um, But I think I'm really passionate about what I do and I love it. I genuinely love what I do. Um, so, keeping me going on bad days is just focusing on that. You know, feel really lucky to and grateful to be doing. Not everybody can say that they're doing what they love as a living. You know, if you ask me what my hobbies were, it would be photography and floristry. Yeah. I live and breathe that every day and share it. And I think that's, you know, I think finding also. Stepping away, if you're feeling overwhelmed for me or having a bad day, step into something that you know you feed off. You know, conversation with me, uh, with my team, with my, you know, with couples, just really positive aspects of your business. You know, step away from something that's that might be tearing at give it time, and distract yourself with the things that you you fundamentally find at ease. And I'm surrounded by amazing outdoors. So if it ever gets too much, I just, Get my dogs and I run. So, and we're, we're outside and we're having a bit of a walk and downtime. But I think getting myself through uh, any of the challenging times, I think, you know, from the outside in, it might look easy, but it's not. No day's easy. I think you've got to constantly be focused and adapt and shift and do a million different things in a, in a day. But positivity and just re- gratitude for what you're doing um, and just celebrating the small wins, because that ultimately, for me, will lead to the bigger wins later
1: on
0: down the line. Go on, Kev.
1: I was going to say, Michelle, I just love that positivity. Um, And I think everyone can learn from that. Um, You know, if you're positive and enthusiastic about what you do, and and, and people I come across generally aren't, you know, they, they, they do a job for living reasons. They're not living their job, if you see what I mean. Um, but that, that enthusiasm is great. And, and you know, when you mentioned, you know, think about your why and your purpose. Um, I mean, Dave and I do this in coaching all the time. But I went through it personally when I moved to L.A. Because I'd i been a CEO in the U.K. for 20-odd years with different companies. And I moved there, and I didn't really know what I was going to do. But I worked through Um, a a purpose you know what I I want to give back was my purpose and so so my why is kind of I want to inspire people through my coaching to be the best they can be yeah and and that's a kind of central call for me and I'm really enthusiastic about it it makes me happy you know it makes me um it empowers me you know it's just great um so I kind of live that um so I'm, I'm just echoing what you said and I think that's a fantastic um thing to have
2: I think when you, when you, when you love what you do, you're always better at it. And that sounds crazy. I think, yeah. you know, you do have to find the, the arena where you challenge yourself and don't just stick to what, you know, I think that's a huge part, I think discomfort and that uncomfortable position of what do I do now is what Nova was born out of, yeah. that couple of things that I suppose I've overcome personally within my life over the sort of three, three, the disappointments in my personal life over the last three years led to that motivation. And I think once you've, you know, you overcome challenges and the more, dare I say, life experience you get, um, and that's often not the nicer things that you learn. (laughs) It's, you've obviously sometimes have to go through some more difficult, challenging things in your life that ultimately define the direction you really want to be in. And I suppose make you really passionate about the things that matter to you so i think if you focus on the things that you're really enthusiastic and are able to kind of really share that with people then you're always going to be more positive and that can be your driver and right. people will that when you're sincere and authentic in your reason i think people naturally will always react to that or you that's your hope that people would generally go along that journey with you
1: right you know i've had a couple of conversations in the last um, since the weekend, with a with a couple of people that that, that work up in the city of London, uh, because the village I live in is, is in the commuter belt. It's about thirty five minutes into um, into a a mainland station, a mainline station, um, and those people have flourished in lockdown because they've been working from home. They've realised it was a bit you know intimidating at first, but they realised they can do it. And then all of a sudden, the financial companies that they work for are saying, you know, we want you back in the office now for, you know, four days a week. And you can see them draining of enthusiasm. You know, and I mean, I used to commute into London from here, uh, from this village in Bedfordshire. And, you know, I was in a really well-paid job as a senior director of a big multinational. And frankly, I hated it. Uh, it just sucked all the enthusiasm out of me because I had an hour and a half commute each way. Um, you know, I had a first class train ticket and I could never get a seat. So by the time I got up, up to the local station, my back was killing me. I was angry. I was upset. Um, and of course, I left eventually because, you know, life is worth more than that. Um, but that point about enthusiasm and uh, channeling that into um, uh, what you do and and doing a better job because of the enthusiasm is absolutely right. I
0: love it. I love and, it. And and, just, and just, just, just. We we're having a we cabinet today so far. That here we are in this season's episode. We're talking to Michelle Lamb from Nova Botanics, and she's been sharing with us loads of amazing things about remembering your why, keeping your conversations going, uh, how to manage yourself when things are tougher. Recalling the small successes, remembering what you've done so far, and staying totally tuned in to why you're doing things. And if you're lucky enough to have hobbies that are your business, then you are most likely to do them better than anything else. I mean, that's just a few samples of the richness of our conversational tapestry today so far in this podcast. So I'd like to ask you, I'd like to ask you, go on, Kev.
1: I was going to say, Michelle. I, 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 actually, just no. no you you finished, Dave. I've got a point that's separate to what you're talking about.
0: Is, is there? We'll come straight back to Kevin. But Michelle, is there anything you'd like to ask uh, Kevin or I? Because it's only fair to make the conversation both ways. So, Kev, what was the point you wanted to say while Michelle dreams up? It's well, I was, I was going to say,
1: I was going to say that, that that your creative world and you've you've got a store and you you know you deliver and. Um, you've got different channels to market, um, which which I think is great. because that, that created creativity generally can't be bought, you know. So you can go on Amazon, but and there's tons of stuff there. I mean, everything you could possibly want is almost there, apart from the creativity side of it all. But what do you think of online platforms like Etsy, which um you know are kind of craft based? They 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 position themselves as more creative. Um, uh, and and you know, the, the title of this podcast is "Creative Businesses That Flourish." Um, Etsy seems to be doing really well, and you can get quirky stuff there that's handmade and hand built, and and all of that. Um, what do you think? What do you think of that? that?
2: I think there's an absolute need for it. I think you know, I think creative the creative industry is in, in some as is is it is I suppose like any other. What's the word? I think, you know, for us in creativity and people that are creatives work really hard to achieve what they do. They're not always financially rewarded for it. I think being a creative takes time to produce what you're doing. Um, mm-hmm. So are naturally not able to, you know, you're never gonna have unless you, the, the independents that work from home, there's an absolute place for them. I think what you mentioned there in terms of Amazon, you can get everything. Amazon's USB as a business is the reason why I'm successful and the reason why Etsy as a brand and platform will be successful is because not everybody wants what you can get at the the click of a finger or it's great for convenience. And I think, you know, we are very much, now this is probably getting a little bit deep, but we are a bit of a lazy society and we want instant gratification, instant. Mm -hmm. I need that now delivered there. And there is an absolute need for it and position for it, but I think creativity is the reverse of that. I think the big um, there's something really rewarding when you buy something that's been handmade, um, yeah. that is supporting somebody who, whether it be you know a mom that is creating, and that's what Etsy is there for. You know, they creating a financial support for their family on a smaller scale. It's just as important um, as. You know, somebody purchasing something from Amazon. I think there is an absolute need for it. When you look at the high street in general, your independents are going to be, in my opinion, something that take a bit more of a lead role. You know, otherwise our high streets are going to stand empty. Um, You know, Mm. so platforms like Etsy give people the opportunity to make a living from what they love doing. Right, right. What that looks like, and I think. So, and the consumer that's buying from there loves looking for that product and loves yeah. uh, the idea of giving something that's number one more thoughtful, whether it be a gift or something for the home. It, it's been created for them um, and not on mass scale. Um, so, you know, Nova's, we don't import, we don't import any of our fresh flowers, you know, so we are a sustainable business that. Um, sports local growers. That comes to a significant cost to our business in the sense where our season's shorter. Sorry, big are going past. <laughs> um, but, you know, for us, that was incredibly important because that was, we we didn't want uh, our business to sit with anything that's accessible to the mainstream. So anybody that stumbles along us, whether it be online or um, on coming kind to of visiting Dunkel, want them to find that niche product that they're not going to find everywhere else so so yeah amazon's usb is very much our usb in the sense where we we don't want to be able to be accessible to everybody just yet and we want the product that we do and what we create and whether it be for event or install deliver online it's not something that's readily available anywhere else so and that's etsy's position you know and i think that's there is an absolute place for it in the market. Um, and it's incredibly vital in particular when fashion retail and all these other retailers are disappearing, right? Because yeah. there is, I think there's a real movement and support for for local business. Um, and I think as as we develop as a society and keep looking at the issues that are facing us, those things are gonna have to be a need that we, we consider. You know, from all aspects. That so that's touching onto a bit of a deeper topic, I think. But um, love Etsy. Support them. Support any independent. Um, but and they've stayed true to who they are. I think Etsy as a platform have really stayed true to who they are. Um, not on the high street. Changed their structure slightly, which meant they became a bit more commercial. So the independents that were creating, unless you had a certain format you weren't able to sell on that platform anymore. So that, again, became slightly more controversial for the creatives that were already part of that platform. So I think if you're going to be a business that delivers those creatives, then I think stay true to it, you know, and really support the independence because there is a need for them.
0: Fabulous, fabulous answer. And do you have a question you'd like to ask, Kevin?
2: Ah, Uh, well, I suppose really for me, you guys have got like this, this crazy business experience and done so much in your careers. So, I mean, if there was one, but of I'm going to obviously use my time with you, <laughs> biggest, biggest lessons you've learned along the way in business.
1: Kevin. I think, it, I think for me, um, a continuing lesson is, um, uh, managing your time well. Um, you know, I was talking to uh, a, a lady a couple of nights ago over dinner and, um, and she was saying she kind of prides herself on um, clearing her inbox every day. And I told her that that is just a complete waste of time um, because in your inbox are things that are important and things that are urgent, but it's almost always somebody else's urgency. Yeah. So you're responding to not your urgent things but to somebody else's urgent things at the expense of things that are important to you. So just understanding that important and urgent I keep catching myself you know be- because you know particularly when you're on the internet and you're on email and you're on social media you're responding to stuff but most of it is interference and clutter noise um, yeah. and getting to the important things are essential um, so that's that's I learn that lesson every week um, but it's something that I've learned in business probably for the last 30 odd years
0: and my my answer as the phone rings randomly um, hopefully Debbie will intercept it I can't stop it um, the it'll just ring away my I have, I have a personal one and a business one Kevin is that allowed yep. so so personal one is work out your daily recipe for getting the best out of yourself. You know, work it out. It doesn't, doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter how advanced it is, how simple it is, or, how, or even you might even think it's silly. Know your best recipe for yourself and get into that ritual of doing it every day. That's personal. And then on the business front, Kev, you're going to love this one. Build yourself a success framework. You know, a success framework allows me to disconnect completely from my own paradigms, perceptions, uh, forced ambition, passion, you know, enthusiasm, Michelle. It stops Dave getting in the way of the right decision. And therefore, that's my second tip, is build one of these. Um, anyway, good question, Michelle. No Great worries. ad broadcast.
1: Well, I'd, I'd actually throw in another one because I use this a lot, Dave, and it's one of, one of yours, it's one of Real Leadership Coaching, that um, the that, that optimum performance it e- uh, equals potential, you know, what you can possibly do, minus interference. And it's getting rid of the interference side of the stuff that's bombarding you every day um, that will maximise your potential and definitely maximise your performance. So think about that interference all the time.
2: It's I would have to say that I think that's been the biggest learning so far within Nova and the the business when you're juggling so much and there's a huge demand. Everybody wants, there's a Everybody needs you, is one of you. Um, and ultimately, you want to be there for everybody. I'm a people pleaser, 100. Um, percent But I'm learning that ultimately, for me to deliver the best that I can deliver the power of no or the power of managing expectation Um, because you're right I think you said something really valid there that was there's a real sense of urgency from certain tasks in hand but they might not be your they might not be urgent to you but to the other individual they probably are and it's that balance between I suppose managing expectations both sides on that Um, and I think for me the biggest learning moving forward is going to be how I manage I suppose my goal and stay true to that and drown out that noise when you're still trying to be there for the people within your business your your clients your customers Um, so yeah the how of that is is what i'm still trying to figure out (laughs) without feeling the guilt of it Um, but i would say that's probably the one thing that over certainly over the last two months that has been so clear is that am i spending my time doing the things that ultimately feed the reason why i'm here
1: Good. It's really uh, good on, on that, Dave, um, you know, a real live case example, if you will. Um, one of my clients claimed that his issue was anger management um, because he was very stroppy with with his team. Um, but his issue wasn't anger management. His issue was managing. Um, so he, he'd give an example of, you know, I'm, I'm deep in doing a project work that needs to be done for a client, blah, blah, blah. And one of his team comes up and interrupts him and he and he goes ballistic. Aren't you seeing busy blah blah blah, and I told them that the way to handle that is just to say to the person that's come up to you, your team member who works for you, that you know I'm really busy and I need to finish this bracket because it's important. Close bracket, but I know that your question is urgent, so can we get together at 10:30, and I'll give you as much time as you need. So I've got the time to finish what I need to do, which is important, and I'm managing well by giving one of my direct reports time, but I'm I'm managing how I do it. And it sounds terribly simple, but a lot of people just don't understand it. Or if they understand it, they don't do it. You know, they need you. Yeah, come in, come in, you know, interrupt me and you know, I lose my train of thought and and what's your problem? And that's not very urgent or important, is it? But I'm giving you the time of day at the wrong time of day. And uh, that was a, I think that was a great lesson that he learned, and he's become a superstar now um, because he's he's really embraced all of this stuff. Um, but managing those different priorities and managing interference—it's it's essential, and it's a, and, and the people that do it are the leaders. I'll be honest with you.
0: I agree. And uh, go go ahead, Michelle. No, no, go ahead, Dave. I I was just going to say, with so many good lessons to pull out of this to anyone listening to the show, Consultation, and I'm really excited by the depth of what we've had to say. Michelle, is there anything you'd like to say about NOVA as a finishing idea?
2: Oh, repeat that, sorry Dave. As a finishing idea.
0: Yeah, as we bring our wonderful conversation to a natural conclusion, is there any last thing you'd like us to discuss, go over, consider? (laughs)
2: Oh, no, I don't know. Just <laughs> put me on the spot. Come and see us. Come and create with us. That's it, pretty much. Um, I think with Nova, we just obviously watch the space. We'll keep doing what we're doing, like head down and focusing on what we do. Um, and yeah, doing what I love. So, pretty much parting comment on that one. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> M- Marvelous. So, Kev, any, any reflections from you on the show today? I think that was really good. Gr- uh, that was really
1: great conversation. Thank you, Michelle, very much. Um, uh, I appreciate it from from my end. It's, it's really interesting talking to people who have got the guts to start up businesses, you know, during a difficult time. Um, but, you know, the opportunity is always there in my in my view um, that, OK, you might not want to be in hospitality or start a pub because no one can go to it, but there are tons of other opportunities um that work no matter what the the, the, the pandemic or, or whatever it might be uh so so bravo to you for doing that and i think you're a winner
2: can i say something before we, we part just off the back of, back of that Really, um i think really kind of the one thing i'd say that stops most people from following on from is fair and the one thing i would say with Nova is do, you know is Leaning into fear, not not ignoring it, because I think it's got a fundamental pla- place in in success. <clears throat> but I think you know, not we can do hard things. I think starting up a business isn't easy. Um, it's absolutely hard work. You've got to live and breathe it. You've got to be passionate about it. Um, and you've got to, you've got to um, overcome fear of failure um, pretty early on. And kind of, there's no such thing as that. There's only for me learning. Um, So I think as long as anybody starting a business or who's in business is learning every day and not becoming complacent, they will always be successful um, because they'll always take a step forward, whether it's a small one or a big one, they'll do that. Um, So for me, that's a really big thing. Well, I have
0: to say, Kev, um, Michelle, right at the last minute, done one of these. Um, just to make the point, <laughs> right at the end of the show, um, oh, oh top tip: always have the right props in your draw Kev, right? Uh, <laughs> anyway, if you watch, if you're watching Consultation today, we've been talking to Michelle Lamb from Noble Botanics in Dunkeld. Did you know, as an interesting fact, that Scotland is has 58 percent of the wedding going on, and it's the, the go-to destination to have <laughs> a traditional wedding of any backdrop? That's an extraordinary fact we learnt live today. But I have to say, finishing the show in style, lean into fear, move through it with action and see what happens. And be bold are just some of the brave messages throughout this episode of consultation. And as we play this back and you're listening to us, consultants and business owners, having a conversation today, there's so much to do and to think about. All it leaves me to say is thank you, first of all, Kevin, for being back with us from your really important work
1: <laughs> i remembered what i was doing last week actually so i'm not going to tell you
0: But i could have
1: been at the ivy <laughs> there
0: you go and, uh, having a really important meal over dinner meeting um or something and michelle thank you so much for spending your time with us and Letting us into the creative world that is your life. I appreciate that. So thanks for being with us.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: And to everybody listening, every success with your learning. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Consultivations brought to you by RLC Global, helping you become a best version business. If you want any help from the conversations in the show today, please reach out to info at rlc-global.com and one of our team would be delighted to talk with you. Go to rlcglobal.group for more information and free content designed to help you.